This podcast is brought to you by Viking Capital, your best friend in swimming pool financing for over 20 years. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Pool Magazine Podcast. Today I'm with Christopher Anderson, president and founder of Ledge Lounger. They're the leaders in stylish outdoor living for your pool and patio. And the name Ledge Lounger itself has become almost synonymous with the highest standards and quality and has become a household name, particularly with their line of in-water furniture. It's an absolute pleasure to have you with us today on the show, Christopher. Hey, thank you for having me, Joe. I'm looking forward to it. Maybe you can give me a brief overview of uh, Ledge Lounger's history and, you know, how you became uh, a market leader in outdoor living, Christopher. Sure. Thanks for the question. Uh, Joe, ultimately, I was a, uh, my father owned a swimming pool business uh, in Houston, Texas, uh, and I grew up in the swimming pool industry. And uh, I swore that I'd never work in the pool business after growing up in it. But yet, corporate America led me back to uh, my father's swimming pool business. And I fell in love with the design and sales side of the uh, pool industry. And uh, it was actually on one of our job sites that I saw the need for the, for the in-water chaise. And, uh, and, and, and that's where the, the whole idea sprung from. So you really have like this, this whole pedigree and, and history and longevity behind uh, getting into this sphere. I mean, I mean, your family seems like they've been immersed in it quite a while. They have. And in fact, um, you know, it was hanging out with my dad in the evening times when he was designing. He was the he ultimately owned his own company, Custom Design Pools, again, in Houston, Texas, and uh, spent many nights with him just hanging out with him by the computer as he was designing the next project. So from there, all the way to learning from him out in the field and uh, kind of pathing, paving my own path of of designing, um, you know, really, really high end, beautiful projects. And, and, and again, in the Houston area. Yeah, I mean, Houston seems to be kind of like that epicenter in the in the pool world, at least, you know, where a lot of innovation and a lot of uh, a lot of new products come from. I think there's just a, a sense of entrepreneurism in in Houston itself. A um, lot of opportunity. You know, it seems like when most of the markets are suffering for whatever reason, Houston is, is always growing a lot of a lot of population from other other cities and, and states moving into Houston. So. I just think it's a it's a good area to be a part of kind of innovation and development. There's a there's a lot of pool businesses that have been in Houston for a long time and are very well established. Yeah, there's tons of great builders out there. I mean, but you've kind of been in on the forefront of that since the very beginning. I mean, you know, did you notice a shift occur like and that's kind of like what prompted you? You know, did you see kind of like that paradigm shifting where consumers were putting more of a focus on bringing more of those outside resort style elements into their backyard? Absolutely. My, my father, uh, when he was building swimming pools, of course, he was the one building, designing, and selling the pool. And when you have a, a single owner, uh, contractor, designer, uh, we find that um, they tend to not necessarily want to design you know, go too far crazy on designing because they ultimately have to go build it and it can create headaches at times. So when you have the person that's building it also responsible for designing it, I tend to find that the designs are a little less innovative, a little less creative because they're harder to build. Uh, so I think when I came in and joined my father's business, we really focused, he focused on the construction aspect ultimately, and I focused on the design side ultimately. So I really pushed the envelope and I I gave him many sleepless nights of trying to figure out how to build things, but ultimately he figured it out. Yeah. I see like, you know, 
more and more guys incorporating ledge lounger into their design scheme. I know that you have a very close uh, affiliation now with structure studio. Maybe you could talk to me a little bit more about that. I'm a huge believer in structure studios. Um, What they've created since the beginning has just been groundbreaking. Uh, It creates a great opportunity for vendors like ledge lounger to, to put their products in and, and really make them available to the pool builders to enhance their designs and also create visibility at the consumer level uh, for our products. So we're, we believe in that relationship. We're, we're just excited about the way Pool Studio continues to innovate and, and make, their, make their software continue to stand out and be what seems to be the leading industry or the, yeah, the industry leading software. I agree. I mean, honestly, you know, the way that they're able to incorporate a lot of these design elements that designers are looking to bring into shaping and um, making homeowners visualize what that backyard is going to look like incorporates a lot of what's part of really the gamut of uh, what Ledge Lounger is bringing to the market. Adirondacks, credenzas, sectionals, daybeds, dining tables, chairs. I mean, these beautiful cantilevered umbrellas that you know, they all go into the design scheme when designing, you know, the ultimate outdoor living environment. That's right. And in fact, uh, I think within the quarter, within hopefully the next few months here, uh, we will actually, uh, Pool Studio will be going live with some of our patio furniture as well. So it'll be the first time that there's actual purchasable patio furniture in the Pool Studio gallery. We're excited about that because it gives the, the pool builder the opportunity to truly lay out the patio with with furniture that they can actually get and they can purchase for their homeowners. Sure. You bring the point of sale to where it actually occurs. That's genius. That's right. That's yeah. right. I mean, how much of that market for in-pool furniture belongs to you guys? I mean, where do you see the new potential for growth sectors of your firm? Sure. Um, look, there's there's a tremendous opportunity still out there. Uh, there's quite a few people that that still have ledges and potentially have never purchased uh, in-pool furniture and maybe still to this day might not be aware of it. You know, I think it's it's commonplace in the pool industry to not be up for consumers to not be up to speed on the latest trends because they don't buy a pool every three years, right? So you have a, a huge base. I think there's over 5 million pools that exist today that are remodeling and turning over. And then you also have what looks to be somewhere around 130,000 pools being built every year. So it's, it's the segment uh, and the market share is growing uh, year over year as the new pools are constructed and as old pools are remodeled. Uh, so that's kind of what's, what's neat about this marketplace. It's not, it's not like it's a, a stagnant market, it's an ever growing market. Um, and then of course, as we continue to develop products that work off the tanning wedge, such as our Lay's floats, a uh, little bit more of so far of a consumer direct product. However, we think there's a huge opportunity for the pool builders to, to buy into to the concept of selling some high-end luxury floats upon completion of a pool and providing them to their homeowners or even selling them to their homeowners. I think what we truly know is that homeowners are looking for that overall experience and the more the pool builder can provide, the longer the relationship might be with the pool builder. And I think pool builders have a huge opportunity to expand their revenue source past the time of construction. Uh, we'll see what that looks like in the coming years, but I, th- I think it's definitely there. I think once somebody's built a pool for you, you trust, and hopefully in most cases, you trust uh, their experience and you trust uh, their recommendations on products, especially for that kind of intense environment. But we, we certainly know there's a lot of, lot of growth opportunity on the patio, continuing to innovate and stylize our products to be more accepted for patio use. 
Uh, and then uh, we're, we're excited to release some, some products next year that are just taking some of, the, some of the items that exist around the pool, which I'm not willing to share just yet, and stylizing them a little bit more so that uh, homeowners can, are, are, are comfortable with having them around their pool on a regular basis. Um, I know that's kind of a, a little bit of a hint into what we're doing, but uh, we, you know, we want to bring style to the stuff that people have kind of passed up on and not focused on the style aspect, just to create a more beautiful pool surround. Well, I know that the reception with builders is tremendous. I mean, every pool show that I go to where Ledge Lounger has a presence, the energy and amount of builders that are congregating around the booth are, is always really impressive. So there is a lot of interest in the product and learning about the, the latest furniture that's coming out, the latest new products that are uh, Ledge Lounger is bringing to market. But I mean, I think it's that connection with consumers really that's, I don't know if this is, if, if this is essentially something that I've noticed or that that you've noticed on your end, but I mean, I feel like Ledge Lounger really became a household term with consumers. Like they're connecting the name of the company with the product that you sell. And that's really what's I feel driving the success of your company. Well, thank you. Um, you know, I think, I think that comes from a little bit of being the first product to market, uh, kind of creating a segment product segment, if you will, in the marketplace. Um, and I, I think it also, you know, it, it's, it's interesting. In the beginning, people really got the term ledge lounger mixed up. Sometimes they call it the ledger lounger and a lot of different names that they kind of came from from those two words. But it seems like it's it's it has stuck. Um, and it seems like, you know, we're kind of become the, the Xerox or the Q-tip of the in-water furniture uh, branding, which we're, we're very proud of. However, we realize that we have to um, as our as our brand expands into other product lines and things, we have to make sure that you know, we, we drive uh, traffic and need and desire into those other product lines and not just that in-water uh, lounge chair that we've had for, you know, since the beginning. Yeah, I've definitely seen the brand used like synonymously as a, as a noun to describe in pool furniture. So I, mm -hmm. I do know the connection is there with, with consumers in their mind. And I know that your product line is so much bigger than that. Like you have chase lounges and side tables and all these other things that you do and the pillows and you're, you're really like covering the entire gamut of the outdoor living space. I mean, it's really uh, a, a huge line that you have. Mm -hmm. And we're continuing to expand it. You know, it's again, it's how do we bring an aesthetic aspect to some of those things in the patio that haven't always been aesthetic all the way down to, to outdoor trash cans, right? Like how do we, how right. do we create and design a, a residential outdoor trash can so that people don't have to be going in and out of the house when they're using the pool area? You know, re most recently we added bottle openers to the back of our Adirondack chairs and we added cup holders that, that flip out from underneath the armrests. Just really thinking about how a consumer is going to use a product and designing and developing the products for the end consumer and trying to give them something special to look forward to when they're utilizing the product. That's really what we think about on all the products that we develop. Well, I mean, you've had really great market growth over the last two years. I mean, uh, according to Inc. 5000, who tracks these statistics, it's like 309%, right? So last two years, I don't have that number. It sounds about right. Uh, we've had some substantial growth uh, over the last two. I, pretty much since we've been around, we've, we've certainly grown quite a bit. And I think coming off the tailwinds of COVID, we've really got to focus on product development, continue to develop new products, uh, continue to reach out to, to new customers, not get too comfortable where we're at. 
you know, and always just drive forward and innovate. I think that's in our blood. I think that's who we are. And I think we're going to continue to do that. Well, what's, what's been the most successful part of your growth over the last couple of years, Christopher? I mean, which has seen the most potential in terms of doubling down on the success that you've seen so far? The signature line, of course, is kind of our core line. Uh, it's now been in the market for a little over 10 years, which is why we are introducing the Autograph Collection. The Autograph Collection is another collection of in-water furniture made specifically for a tanning ledge. It has a number of features, though, that we've learned over the years from the customer feedback of the signature series that we adapted into the Autograph Collection. So I think we'll see some business shift from our signature moving forward over to our Autograph, and it will give our previous customers that have had our product in their pool for a very long time, an opportunity to upgrade their product into a little bit different uh, aesthetic, as well as a more comfortable product uh, that has some other benefits as well. Well, The reception with the builders is like the the biggest part of what's propelling the lines, right? So, I mean, has that growth been essentialized getting new showrooms, getting new, new builders to showcase the line? Has that been really, you know, kind of seen a tipping point yet? Or have you seen even bigger growth in that sector? Even bigger growth in that sector. A lot of opportunity, a lot of pool builders that that uh, just currently aren't buying or not promoting uh, that have come to us this year and said, okay, we're ready. <laughs> You've proven it. Uh, it's a huge success. My customers want it. How do we become a, a dealer? So we're, we're definitely seeing that. Uh, our product is becoming more widely available through distribution opportunities. So the pool builders who who don't like the hassle of dealing with, you know, drop, us drop shipping or even dealing with us directly. They do have the alternative options now to go out direct to the distributors. So making sure that our product's a little bit more widely available. Certainly in previous years, lead times uh, in the middle of the summer have become an issue. Uh, and I think pool builders like to do what's easy, right? So if you start to get in the way of making it easy for them to get the product to the homeowner, they might just say, well, I'm not into patio furniture. I don't want to deal with that. I want to build pools. Well, this year we're going to, we've, we've invested in quite a bit of inventory. So we're in a great position to be able to maintain lead times well into the summer, if not all the way through the summer, very short lead times so that uh, we can satisfy not only the consumer, but also the pool builder. We don't want to be a hassle and we certainly don't want to be the thing that prevents the pool builder from getting their last check. Well, I mean, I know that logistics and material and labor were crazy over the last two years, specifically with, you know, the challenges that we've all been seeing that came from the COVID-19 pandemic. I mean, talk to me a little bit about that, Christopher. I mean, what, what have you seen, you know, at the ground level, what you're dealing with? Man, it's, it's, you know, it's hitting from a lot of different angles. I think uh, one thing that we're very proud of is we're 99.9% American made. uh, So we haven't had the same supply chain issues that a lot of businesses have had. The only reason why we have, um, you know, had some longer lead times in in years is just because the demand for our product outperformed our plan, uh, which is obviously always a great spot to be in as a business. However, it did, it did create some situations where we weren't uh, we weren't able to follow through on our commitments from a lead time perspective. However, again, we really focused on that this year and we said we, we, we cannot afford and we do not want to afford another year of missing any kind of lead times and deadlines. So we're, we're, we're assuring ourselves we're in a position to be able to meet that demand this year. Uh, look, absolutely. Shipping costs have risen. You know, we're, we're, we're dealing with a higher shipping cost. So we unfortunately did have to raise some of our shipping prices. Some of the material costs have increased a little bit. We haven't had a price increase for ultimately about uh, six years. And this was the first year that we had to raise prices. Ultimately, for the past six years, costs have gone up, but we've found more efficient ways to manufacture our products. This is kind of the first year where 
you know, costs rose a little bit higher than, than efficiencies that we could find. So we did have to pass that a little bit of that pricing on the con consumer and the, the, uh, the homeowner. We also continually develop and, and, and invest our profits into the growth of our business. Uh, and I think that proves itself by just seeing the diversified product line that we have and, and how we've expanded that over time. So, you know, it's not something where we're just trying to take the profits off the table and, and make ourselves wealthy. It's, it really comes down to investing back in the business. Before COVID, we had ultimately 30 team members. And we're up to about 160 team members now. So really trying to, to build a long-term successful business as opposed to be a one-hit wonder in the industry. Well, let's talk about what's actually going on in the news right now, which is, you know, the situation in the Ukraine and rising gas prices and inflation. I mean, it looks like, you know, from what analysts are saying, we could be heading into a new bear market. So, I mean, you know, where do you see Ledge Lounger positioned, you know, as you transition into that kind of market where, you know, the uh, enthusiasm and the market frenzy for outdoor living may be kind of tapering? Yeah, I think that's a great question. Um, and I think it's been a long time since, you know, my generation certainly has seen anything like, like that's about to happen. I don't, I don't know if we've actually seen interest rates rise and inflation be at the, the extent that it's at during kind of a international crisis or a war overseas. Um, you know, what I do know uh, from being in the pool industry, you know, the consumers and the, and the pool builders on a little bit on the higher end pool build side tend to build pools even in economic downturns of any sort whatsoever. Because when when everybody else, when, when business slows down, if it does, it gives some of the wealthier people an opportunity to spend time investing in their backyard or investing in their home or, or spend time spending a little bit of that money that they worked so hard to make when things were crazy busy. So I have tend to see them historically through uh, my father's pool business that higher end pool builds will continue throughout a downturn. Uh, yeah, is that, what you, is that what you saw in 2008? Like when, when we were in the recession, I mean, you were, you were part of your dad's business part back then, right? Absolutely. And yes, we were busier than we'd ever had been, uh, ever had been bigger projects, uh, bigger dollar, dollar amount projects. Uh, and we were we went from probably doing 10 pulls a year up to doing 15 or 16 pulls a year. Uh, of course, these were kind of average 200, $250,000 projects, not just a pool, a landscape, summer kitchens, um, you know, the whole, the, whole, the whole backyard, the whole exterior. When you start to offer, you know, a wider spread of products, you start to uh, create an opportunity to make your business more recession-proof because you can offer more services and therefore there's a little bit more demand for your, for your services. So I think my, ultimately my point is, is that I think we'll still see a lot of the volume in which that we sell our products to continue to be there. Um, as well as I think because people might not want to invest in, you know, vacations and trips during an, a, a situation or during a time like this, they might spend a little bit more time at home. And it's funny how somebody will say, we can't spend the $10,000 on the Disney trip, but we are going to invest $150,000 in our home. Because a lot of times they feel like they're going to get that value back. They feel like they're investing it in their home versus quote unquote, blowing it on a trip where those, where those memories are created. They think they can create them in their own backyard. So it's the pool industry is really, really interesting in the fact that when people are buying new homes, because the economy is doing great, 
they're building new pools. When people aren't buying new homes because the economy's not doing so great, they're improving their existing homes. So my experience in the pool industry has been that, you know, we continue to um, continue to see builds. However, I think what we've got to look at is, you know, the pool industry overall, uh, a little bit of a slowdown is not going to hurt it so much because I think we're outside of our capacity as an industry to begin with, right? We probably could build 150,000 pools a year if the supply was there to do so. Right. And that's probably what the demand has been more so over the last couple of years. But because the capacity is not there to do so and the trades and the, you know, the, the heaters, the pumps, the filters and all these other, other products out there that have long lead times right now, you know, some of these builds are being delayed out. And I think we're looking at at least a two-year two year tailwinds, two-year backlogs in people that want swimming pools, even if we start to see a slower economy. Yeah, I can imagine that that hedged a, a little bit of the, uh, the the growth that you were able to actualize on your end. I mean, just the slowdown of, uh, of production at that end for new construction. But I mean, you said, you know, in 2008, you saw all this happen and you, you, you guys kind of like weather that storm. I mean, you saw the, the pool remodel side just shoot up during that side because, you know, homeowners were choosing to stay in their home and wanted to, you know, just fix their pool up and make it look beautiful. I mean, that side's still a, a, a tremendous sector for you, right? It is. It absolutely is. And we're finding more and more people uh, that are doing remodels are trying to add a tanning wedge because of their desire to have some sort of in-water furniture products in their pools, such as ledge loungers. Um, so there obviously any, any um, equipment manufacturer will tell you there's a much bigger business in replacement uh, and remodel pumps than there, than there are in new pumps, right? Again, there's 5 million pools that exist in the U.S. today, whereas in we're only building about 130,000 a year right now. This is in-ground, obviously, swimming pools. So uh, a lot of opportunity on the remodel side. Well, you say that you anticipate your costs are going to go up a little bit. I mean, with the rising costs in fuel, I mean, what are you, what are you projecting? Absolutely. You know, we're we are plastic. Plastic is a byproduct of, of, uh, of oil, uh, obviously. So, you know, prices could increase. I, you know, it's, they've, they've gone up pretty well over the last, you know, so many years and, and we've seen them slowly rise. I think people think that, oh, gas has just gone up overnight. No, it hasn't. It's been going up over the last year, year and a half. Mm-hmm. It's just been going up a little bit slower. Uh, so the, the cost have continued to rise and we've continued to, to again, find efficiencies to make up for some of the, the rising costs. It's, it's a lot easier when your business is scaling the size that we've been scaling to find those efficiencies to not put all the burden, the full burden on the consumer or the, or the trade customer. So we're going to continue to do a great job of that. And of course, if we have to raise prices, we will. We'll do our best to communicate out of that out well ahead of time so people can get ahead of it as they need to. Um, but I think it's, it's something that we have our eye on. It's something that we're going to watch and we're going to continue to communicate out to our clients as quickly as we can. I agree. I mean, the outlook for consumer confidence still seems pretty good going into 2022. I mean, that, that, that bodes well, cause you got a new series coming out, right? So the new series is the autograph series. You're absolutely right. The outlook is, looks tremendous. There's a lot of money in the market and there's still a lot of people spending money. Um, I think there's still a lot of new homes being built. I think that the beautiful thing is it always takes some time for the people that we're planning, that we're building, that do have contracts currently. It takes some time for the the industry to, or the economy to catch up to them or to catch up in general. You know, interest rates are still significantly down compared to where they've been in the past. Yes, they're rising, but 
they're only going to rise so fast. So a lot of, a lot of good things still on our side. I absolutely believe that. And we're truly excited again about this autograph collection and trying to kind of, to bring to light a, another style of a design of in-water shades. We'll still continue to offer our signature shades. I think it'll, it'll be around as a classic product for a long time to come, but offer something that again, just kind of takes all the lessons that we've learned over the last 10 years and incorporate them in kind of an innovative next generation product. I mean, what's the reception been like so far this year at the trade shows that you've done a few so far this year? We have, uh, we, we released it and revealed it at the International Pool and Spa Show uh, back in November. Uh, and the, the builders that did see it were, were highly impressed. Uh, they were very excited about the opportunity of it. Um, and we're looking forward to actually tomorrow, in fact, uh, and I don't know when people will be listening to this podcast, but on March 16th, uh, it'll go live on our website. Uh, and it's in our catalog that starts to hit kind of towards the beginning of next week. And it will hit mailboxes uh, of our trade customers and our consumers ultimately for the next three weeks after that following. So uh, we are excited to see what the reception is from the consumer and the pool builder. Uh, it is definitely a little bit more of an exclusive product. It's coming in at a little bit higher price point. Um, but when you actually see the features and benefit it, benefits of it, you'll understand why. Well, we're excited to get a look at the new line too. Um, can you give me a little bit of insight as to your further plans moving on into Q3 and Q4 and uh, what you see Ledge Lounger doing uh, moving into the rest of the year, moving into 2023? Sure. So, you know, we're pretty set at the beginning of the year as far as what um, what we're going to do or what, what's going to be publicly facing, if you will. In other words, we've just released the, re- released the autograph collection. We released a new patio chaise echo collection. Uh, that that comes with uh, a new patio chaise and a side table. We've updated our outdoor sectional in our mainstay series to a relaxed sectional, a little bit more stylish and on-trend uh, piece of furniture. Really excited about just really pushing those out in the marketplace, telling people about it, showing them about it, uh, showing them what their space could look like with it. This year, we're really looking forward to enhancing our design services. Uh, a pool builder can send us their pool studio file, and we will actually utilize our design team to lay out a backyard space, then send that file back to the pool builder with a cost estimate. And then they can go offer that setup or that collection or that design to their homeowners and know exactly what the price is going to be, put their appropriate markup on it and sell it directly to their homeowners. Really taking out the need for the pool builder to have to spend the time designing it. Really excited about that. We also offer that service to multifamily and hospitality where we actually will design the space and put our furniture in their designs uh, for service at no charge. We're excited about expanding that team and, and, and kind of getting the, the awareness out on that. That goes right back to connecting with that point of sale like we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Even in our, our showroom, we actually opened a, our first showroom ever. We moved our headquarters into a larger space and opened our first showroom ever kind of towards late summer of last year. This year, we actually have, have it open, obviously, at the start of the summer. Uh, we're already seeing a lot of traffic into that showroom. It's really neat for customers to get face-to-face with our product and see our full line. Uh, we're hoping that one day we might have some showrooms in other areas across the country that are our showrooms, right, that uh, have a full full breadth of our product line. So that's that's probably critical. And I, I, additionally, I'd say what I'm probably most excited about is entering, entering this year with a substantial amount of investment and inventory to ensure that we're going to get the product to the pool builders in a timely manner uh, when they request it and when they need it. Uh, again, I think we're in a great position to do so for, for certainly a, a large part of the summer before our lead times could extend at all. 
that and then additionally, uh, I'm not sure if um, you're aware of our Lays collection, but it is our our in pool luxury floats. We've got some beautiful patterns on those, and um, this year again is going to be the first year that we've had any kind of serious stock. Fabric has been very hard every year over COVID to to get any kind of volume or material. This year we we planned a whole whole lot earlier and brought in quite a bit of uh, fabric material to ensure we keep up the demand on our in water floats. So we're we're really excited about just the, our ability to meet our customers' demands this year and, and do it in a timely manner. Well, that's important to be able to capitalize on what's by all indication going to be another repeat of uh, a, a demand, at least in terms of the pent up demand that we've seen from uh, the last two years. I think you guys would be in a great position to capitalize on a lot of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. We all got to just truly believe and know that uh, there's still a, Still a great place to be here in America. And we have um, a lot of, again, with our supply chain being in the U.S., we have a lot of accessibility to our products and our lines. And, you know, we're just, we're grateful that that's kind of the way we we found our business. And it's what we've always stood on as American made. Well, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to, uh, to talk with us today, Christopher. I really appreciate it. Hey, thank you. I love what you're doing with the magazine. Keep it up. That's all the time we have today. A big thank you to our sponsors, Viking Capital. They're partnering with pool builders to get homeowners the financing they need in real time and helping them close more pool sales. Make sure to subscribe and join us next time on another episode of Pool Magazine Podcast.